Struggling to keep track of your story and world? Archivos is for you! More intuitive than a wiki, more extensible than Scrivener, Archivos builds your story bible into your personal, always-on tactical display. Graphical relationship charting, continuity tools, this thing has it all, with bonus options for fan engagement and real-time collaboration. Archivos. Story world management done right www.archivos.digital. That's www.archivos.digital. Welcome to The Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, author of nearly 30 books, more than 30 short stories, and numerous articles and scripts and essays, coming to you from up in the crow's nest with my spyglass on this daily voyage through the dicey waters of business, craft, learning, and art in the writing life. Welcome to The Questions, episode 1050. Welcome back to The Everyday Novelist. Things are crazy up here on Shipfire Ranch where we are scrambling like mad to get ready for winter, which is why the episodes have been coming slowly. We are doing the Nano Gangbang again this year, starting on October 31st, I think. I have to check with uh, Gail and make sure she's going to be able to do the pregame show. And we'll be going through the month of November like normal, unlike last year when I had to put it off for a couple of months. So now we are back, and I think we just barely got enough questions in the hopper to make it through the month. So, the, I mean... Keep sending in your questions. Gail and I will answer them over the course of November, but uh, hopefully we'll be able to take you from now through to the beginning of the Nano Gangbang without any further service interruptions. My name, of course, is J. Daniel Sawyer. As you heard on the intro, I'm here with my partner... Kitty Nikian. And we are back with a question. Today we hear from Herb, who asks... I know you're a big fan of cycling for revision, but what about retyping? Lawrence Block, in his book on writing novels, which is from the 1970s, spends some time discussing how retyping to make a clean copy for submission is a great way to add polish. While by that point he avoided doing so unless he needed to make structural changes, he still saw polishing as well as the restructuring come out. He thought enough of it to advocate not hiring a typist for your, clean, for your clean copy, even if you could afford it. In this age of word processors, retyping for clean copy for submission is an alien idea, but I'm thinking about retyping my short stories from a printout before submitting or collecting them as a test run before doing it to a novel. As a test run before doing it to a novel. Thoughts? It's worth a try. Um... Back, uh, oh God, back in the early 90s, I read a long description by Piers Anthony on how he worked his uh, process. He did an initial draft in pencil, and then he retyped it uh, himself, and in doing so worked out problems, and then he gave it to a proofreader to proofread, and then to a professional typist to retype with the proofreading, proofreading marks entered in. Um, the lovely thing about doing retyping is that because you're inputting the words afresh, you are, it, it's going to be very easy to slide into a creative frame of mind as opposed to rejiggering something and tweaking with it endlessly, which is where you can get in trouble. 
So um, that kind of polish isn't necessarily so much polishing as it is finishing. And there's... I'm, I'm, I'm trying to split a really important hair here. A lot of times when people talk about polishing, they're talking about trying to perfect things. They're talking about grinding off the rough edges and um, making everything really slick. If your style is naturally ultra-slick, that's fine. But what you get, and I'm going to almost undermine my point here by picking a really popular, or at least a once very popular writer, what you get when you go slick is you get something like what Joss Whedon tends to write. His stuff is very slick. It's very clever. It's very hip. But when you peel back the layer of slick, it's pretty generic underneath there. There's not a lot of really creative stuff going on. Joss Whedon is someone who got really, really good at polishing, and that was where he learned his chops, was as a script doctor in Hollywood. So he got really good at making the surface really shiny, regardless of how good or bad the underlying structure and story and characters and everything else uh, and theme really were. Sometimes it worked really good, sometimes it worked really badly. If you look at the different times he returned to the same idea, though, his first Buffy the Vampire Slayer attempt as a film, and his first attempt at Firefly, which was an animated film called Titan A.E., both of those had a lot more interesting facets and rough edges that keep the non-Joss Whedon fan returning to the piece time and time again. They're not as slick, and they're not as polished, but they're better developed for all of that, because there's something there that's creative and original that got lost in the subsequent revisions on both of those properties. And that's the danger of doing the polish work. When you concentrate too much on shining down the surface, you can accidentally lose a lot of the nuance and texture that makes the piece special. And part of that nuance and texture is going to be levels of thematic resonance, that it's really easy to buff out when you're tweaking words here and there to make it really slick. You don't notice that while, yes, you've just changed to a synonym that, you've, that you don't use as often, so it's a more technically perfect work, and that synonym has a better cadence than the original word choice, that original word choice may have a, uh, a connotation or a shade of meaning that actually thematically reinforces what's going on deeper down in the story that you're not concentrating on because you're just looking at the words. Now, when you go back and retype, it's much easier to re-enter that creative frame of mind and to be, f be fully aware of the story and engaging it as if instead of polishing it out, you're simply finishing it. And when you finish something, you're in carpentry, I've been doing a lot of carpentry, when you finish something in carpentry, sometimes that involves polishing and sanding down, but it's always with the goal of bringing out the character of the wood and the character of the piece and making it all work together, as opposed to making the surface perfect. That's the real danger of polish work. Um, it might be 
it seems to me like it would be worth trying the retype to see what that does to you. But do keep those originals around. And do a, do a couple of A-B tests with, um, with some naive readers who haven't read either one. Give them the stories in different orders. And don't tell them which was the original draft and which was the um, retyped draft. And ask them what their feelings were about the differences between the drafts. And that will tell you if you're accidentally polishing the life out of the story with the changes you're introducing, or if you're if the changes you're introducing are bringing out the character of the story. Because that's the kind of revision you want. Thank you very much for the question, and we'll see you tomorrow. The Everyday Novelist is written by J. Daniel Sawyer and presented by J. Daniel Sawyer and Kitty McKeon and is produced by Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. The text is copyright 2021 J. Daniel Sawyer and the production is copyright 2021 Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License and all other rights are reserved to their respective owners. Join the conversation. Submit a question, leave a comment, or a creative death threat. Or find me at jdsawyeronminds.com or hit me at feedback at jdsawyer.net. We can't do it without you.